Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Broadcasting live from the CKTV studios in Niagara, it's the Kevin Jack Show. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text Kevin with your thoughts and opinions at 61010. Beautiful afternoon to you, Niagara and St. Catharines. Welcome to the Kevin Jack Show. I am Jim Fannin. Taking it right till 7 o'clock tonight. Promise to keep you updated on that mess on the QEW. If you hadn't heard, Bonnie just announced it in the newscast again. The Toronto lanes on the QEW going over the Burlington Skyway are closed after a dump truck takes out some scaffolding. Minor injuries are reported. And we still don't have confirmation if the Niagara-bound lanes are closed or not. There's a lot of traffic up there. But we will take your calls on that if you've got first-hand information for us. Shoot us a text at 61010, pound 610 on your bell. Mobility network is a free call. And toll-free, 1-877-610-CKTB. That's 2582. Or locally right here, 905-688-2582, right down the middle, as they say. So we'll keep you up to date on that. Other ways that you can interact with the show. Of course, you can tweet us out. At 610CKTB, the newsroom will get it. Everyone will get it. At 610CKTB on Twitter. I'm at Jim Fannin, or at Jim Fannin Show. Either one will come to me. Coming up on the show today, we've got a nice show planned for you today. Larry Anderson and Neil Thornton, rock stars, local guys, business consultants, authors, entrepreneurs themselves, are pimping a book. The book is called What We've Learned So Far, An Owner's Manual for Today's Entrepreneurs. So Larry Anderson and Neil Thornton are in the studio. Well, they're in the station. I haven't let them in the studio yet. These guys are large. You need to back the hell up for these guys. You're going to bring some energy. So we'll talk about some local issues regarding business. Big business, small business, some common deadly mistakes I'm sure they can touch on. What's well, like keeping a positive mental attitude. And who the hell took the picture on this cover, man? These guys look like models. <laughs> they don't look this good in real life, let me tell you that. So Larry Anderson, loving teasing. They're not they're in the green room, they can't hear me. Larry Anderson, Neil Thornton, talking about the book What We Learned So Far, an owner's manual. An owner's manual for today's entrepreneurs. So we'll hit that after this. And then at 6.15, Jen Chapin. I don't want to keep referring to her to her as the daughter of Harry Chapin, but if you remember Cats in the Cradle, I mean, who doesn't know that song? Taxi? Harry Chapin was a real storyteller, a good-looking man that died way too soon in a car accident. I believe at the time they said it was a heart attack, and then he got T-boned by a department department store transport. 
So, Harry Chapin's daughter, Jen Chapin, is on the music scene as well. She's going to join us from New York City on the phone. And we're going to feature some of her music. She's actually coming through Niagara, playing a few stops, and I secured her. So, we had to do some juggling around, and I just want to acknowledge Charlotte Don Ross for making that date available because she was booked to come in and she's graciously let us reschedule her so we could get Jen Chapin in to sing some songs for us on our Sunday show at noon here, the Jim Fannin Show, every noon noon, every Sunday at noon. So August 10th, Jen Chapin will be in. But today she's going to talk to us. She picks up the activism that her father had, especially for world hunger, food systems, and... We'll let you hear some of her music as well. So Jen Chapin at 6.15, she's coming in on the phone. We'll keep her for a couple segments, and then if I get a chance to get to it, we'll do some local and news that's flying across the feed. And keep you updated on this mess on the QEW. If you're on the QEW and you're headed to Toronto and you haven't got to Burlington yet, make another arrangement. Don't do it. You don't want to be stuck in that all night. The QEW is down, Toronto-bound, at the Burlington Skyway. And if you have some news for us, call us at 905-688-2582. Patrick will take your call. Or you can tweet us out at 610CKTB, and Bonnie will get on it. We're looking for a little bit more information on the Niagara-bound lanes coming over that Skyway. Finding out if that's open. It's way backed up, but we just want to know, is there anything trickling through on the other lanes, or is it just rubber neckers? You have your digits. You got your Twitters. Touch us up on Facebook. Give us a like. Up next, Larry Anderson and Neil Thornton come into the studio to talk about the book that they're selling around town and online nationwide. What we've learned so far an owner's manual for today's entrepreneurs. Larry Anderson and Neil Thornton are next. I'm Jim Fannin for Kevin Jack right here, 610 CKTB. Listening to the Kevin Jack Show, only on the One Voice for Niagara News Talk 610 CKTB. Call now 905 688 2582, 1 877 610 2582, or text us your opinion to 61010. Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin. If you haven't heard yet, stay away from the QEW. It is a mess. At the Burlington Skyway, we've got confirmation that the lanes going to Toronto, Toronto-bound lanes, are closed completely. So if you were thinking about taking that route, do yourself a favor, make other plans. And the Burlington mayor says it could be closed for days. So that might be a problem going forward. We'll keep you on top of any updates that come in. And if you've got any 
updates for us. 905-680-2582 at 610CKTB. Get us out a tweet. Let us know if those Niagara Blains are closed or, as well. Or are they just rubbernecking, taking up all the time? Next. Larry Anderson, Neil Thornton are in the booth. Thank you guys for making time. I know you guys are really busy. Thanks for, Thanks having, for having us, Jim. Jim. Tell us a little bit about what we've learned so far. You know, Larry, Larry and I have been doing this uh, consulting, coaching gig for, oh, we've been together for quite a while, but together we've been doing this for about 20 years. And we thought, you know what, it's probably a good time to share what's working in Niagara, what's working in Ontario. Uh, today's probably a good day to talk about Niagara business because you certainly don't want to be driving back from Toronto. <laughs> Uh, but there are some good things going on in Niagara. We listened to Keith Yo this afternoon talking about some of the uh, economic outlooks. And uh, what we decided to do was uh, put together what we called an owner's manual. And this is uh, specifically designed as a handful of clear, easy-to-use tools that if you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, a senior manager, or even a manager of any kind... We want to make this as quick and easy tools and resources that could help you become more competitive today. Business is changing fast, and we have to be on the leading edge. We are happy to actually announce that a lot of these companies that we talked about, including the case studies, are actually based on Niagara companies. That is Neil Thornton. Larry Anderson, you're a co-author of the book as well. You guys are looking deadly on the cover. Nice job with that. Tell me, do you... That's all Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, I figured. <laughs> you guys are looking great. Now, do you? is there anything in the book that's specific to Niagara? Is there certain issues or pitfalls that Niagara businesses need to be aware of that's not happening anywhere else in the province, country, or the... You know, uh, the one thing we've really found in Niagara is the marketplace itself is a nervous marketplace. They're not always um, ready to jump on new ideas as fast as some of the other areas that we work in. This just in, really? Yeah. Come so on. We have this cli- conservative little town? <laughs> well, some of it's justified, some of it's not. Uh, we have clients from Toronto to Fort Erie, and we live in Fort Erie. So we've you know grown up around these people, and we understand what they're thinking. But we know as soon as we cross that bridge, uh, the Burlington Bridge that we've been talking about earlier, um, it's just a different mindset. People are just ready to take more action. So what we're finding is in Niagara, we have to give them sort of spoon-fed ideas and have smaller conversations at the beginning to let them get their feet wet and let them start to, to see some results before they're ready to jump on the bigger ideas. Larry Anderson and Neil Thornton are the authors of What We've Learned So Far, an owner's manual for today's entrepreneur. How'd you come up with the title? We uh, well, we called it Volume 1 because we're already working on Volume 2, but we wanted to call it an owner's manual because that's really what it was. Uh, Larry and I read a lot of business books. I've got a couple of libraries. Larry's got a library in his office, and I, I read a business book in a day, and my wife always makes fun of me. Whenever we go away, I take eight books, and I'm at the Coles in Huntsville the third day, so she's like, how do you read books so fast? And most business books have th- two or three nuggets, and a lot of times, a lot of the bigger business books out there will pontificate a theory, or they pontificate something about what a large organization is doing. What we wanted to do was write something that was palatable and easy to apply. So people like lists, Jim. People like, give me two or three things I can do, because we're business owners, and we realized how busy everybody was. Everybody today has the extension span of a squirrel in business. We're all running around crazy busy. The the rules have changed. There's social media out there. You've got to be in connection with your clients and your customers. 
We wanted to make it easy to read, but every chapter is a handful of tools that will help you with your marketing, your business plan, your strategy, your people is really, really important. And then the case studies in the back are really clear examples of what you can do. And you said you take a lot of books with you on holiday, whatnot, and you, you chew yeah. through them quite quickly. Are, are you of the belief that once you've read Think and Grow Rich, everything else is just a ripoff down the road? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I, my good friend Alex DeGenis, you know, we're one of the two guys in Niagara that live, eat, and breathe Think and Grow Rich. And we that is a classic book in our organization. We won't even interview you unless you've read that book. Uh, we're big believers in how to win friends and influence people. We're big believers in even some of the classic books. So it's not that this is new, but if you look at the classics like Think and Grow Rich, it's the people who execute. Larry has a good uh, good point about the work we do. Strategic planning is easy. Strategic doing is hard. Mm. And that's what we wanted to put together was the doing part of this. Make it easy for business owners to grow. It's not that hard. And there are companies, a lot of them in Niagara, who are getting it. They're getting the fact that they need to innovate. And if you don't like change, you'll like your relevancy even less. That's from Tom Peters. Neil Thornton and Andy, uh, Larry Anderson are my guests. Larry, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do when you run up against somebody that's got a great idea, that can sell the hell of it, but doesn't know about building a business, maybe doesn't know about venture capital or business plans or anything like that. So they got some talent, they got some game, they might have some genius even behind them, but they're, they get stopped every time they hit that ceiling because they're limited in their resources. How do you pull in people that know how to get this done? Well, part of it's pulling in people, uh, but the bigger challenge usually is the story they tell themselves as to why they can't do it. That's the bigger problem. Uh, we'll run into people that have great ideas, but they will tell themselves that it won't get off the ground because of this, this, and this. And they'll, and they'll have excuses that aren't real. They're just made up in their mind. So once we can get them past that, then there's just a, a wealth of people out there. Uh, Neil and I have thousands of people that we're connected with on in digital media through social media like Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. And they're all over the world. They're not just in Niagara. So we can connect them with people anywhere who can provide advice or, or even re, uh, supply them. So it's not a matter of, of finding the right people. It's usually getting out of their own way. And then mm. once they do that, they start to get their own momentum and they, they start to be successful. But don't fear sales. The, the, the issue is there's not a shortage of good ideas. Sales is a dirty word. Jim, we're all in sales. Every day, you're selling your ideas, you're Absolutely. selling yourself, your presence, how you walk in a room. The definition of leadership is what people say about you when you're not in the room. That's sales. And it's almost like it's a dirty word. In, in our work, we've been asked to do a lot of recruiting for companies. There are some great students right now coming out of Niagara College. They're coming out of Brock. They're being taught leadership. They're being taught how to talk in front of a room. So you take an opportunity and you hire somebody on, you coach and mentor them and develop them. I think the issue isn't the shortage of ideas, it's the fear of sales. And the only thing that will ever get in the way of your vision is fear. And there's three things that we need to have in place to grow any strategy. Number one, a crazy vision that pulls people out of bed. Number two, a crazy team that will drive that vision. Entrepreneurs can't do it alone. And number three, the biggest missing we see is a sense of urgency. You have to have those three things in place. 
Now, Larry talked to us a little bit about the stories, and I'm so glad you brought that up because I see this as common, not just in business. People have stories like, I'm bad at math, or I'm afraid of heights, or what have you. And then it doesn't take you long to get through and say, you know that's all BS, right? And then what do you do when when you ram up against that ego, and they get defensive, and they say, no, 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 and they stick to their story, and they fight it out, and they sell it like a lawyer. They're trying to gain evidence. They've been gaining evidence for this the truth of this lie in their head, their story, yes. for decades. And you come in and tell them it's BS. How do you get past the ego? Well, the, th- the thing to remember, Jim, we're not there to convince anyone to do anything. So that's the best part about our job is we don't have to help you be successful if you don't want it yourself. So that's number one. Uh, number two is if someone's actually willing to look in the mirror, as Neil will say, hold the mirror up to themselves and see their own, as, as we'll call it, BS, um, then that's the easy part. But when we run into people that say, I'm sorry, this is the way the world is, we'll tell them, well, that's the way the world is according to you. Well, that doesn't mean it's reality. And when you're ready to look at the world as a bigger thing than just yourself, then let's have that conversation. But we're not in the convincing business anymore. We're in the, we're in the working with people that want to be successful and working with companies that are doing great things, but they just sometimes get in their own way or, or run into stumbling blocks. That's Larry Anderson. Neil Thornton is in the booth with me as well. Their book is What We've Learned So Far, an owner's manual for today's entrepreneurs. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about marketing in the digital age, and we'll give you an update on what's going on with the QEW. It's closed Toronto bound on the way to Burlington, so if you're on the way there, make another arrangement. I'm Jim Fannin for Kevin Jack right here on 610 CKTB. Great talk, great debate. It's the Kevin Jack Show. Call now, 905-688-2582. Toll free at 1-877-610-2582. Or text Kevin with your thoughts and opinions at 61010. And now, back to the Kevin Jack Show. Welcome back. I'm Jim Fannin. 537 is your broadcast time. Here till 7 o'clock, filling in today in the booth with me, Larry Anderson and Neil Thornton. But before we do that, I'm just going to keep you up to date on this mess on the QEW. Man, do we depend on our cars or what? From the provincial police, uh, the OPP update QEW bound at R- Red Hill Valley Parkway. All lanes are closed. Eastbound traffic will be diverted at this location. And it is a parking lot going, well, it's closed. Niagara traffic, sorry, Toronto traffic at the Burlington Skyway is closed, and it's a parking lot on the other side. According to Rob Westgate, it's still open, but it is slow. So if you've got a different way to get around the Burlington Skyway, many people are tweeting the status of it right now, and it does not look good. And the Burlington mayor says it might be closed for days. So if you've got a tip, at 610-CKTB, 905-688-2582. If you're out there, if you've got anything else to offer us, give us a shout. Back to Larry Anderson and Neil Thornton. The book's called What We've Learned So Far, an owner's manual for today's entrepreneurs. Larry, we just started talking about when we got out of here, how has marketing changed for businesses in today's climate? 
Well, it's it's the the great thing about marketing today is there's more vehicles to reach your market with. So not only is there traditional vehicles like radio and TV and billboard and direct mail, we now have social media and websites and and they're great tools. But still we have to go back to basics. If you do not have a clear and compelling and interesting story to tell, people will ignore you. So never before in the history of man have we had more choice than we do today. We can buy most of the things we do anywhere in the world. We don't have to go around the corner to buy it anymore. So you now are competing globally, whether you're a a two-person business or you're a a 5,000-person business. So it still comes down to how can you be relevant to the people you want to connect with? How can you have a story that is memorable, interesting, relevant, and compelling to make someone want to take action and make someone want to look at what you're doing? And we find most of the marketing we see today gives us a headache. It's it's all me, 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 look at me, I won an award, we've been in business this long, who cares? Nobody cares about that. What they want to know is what's in it for them and why am I interested? So a brand, we always hear that word brand, and it's overused and, and people have ruined it. Marketers have ruined the word branding, by the way, and I consider myself a marketer, so I'm, I'm one of them. But branding is like a mirror. It reflects your business, but also people have to see something of themselves in that brand in order to relate to it. Now, how long do you have to invest in marketing, things like social media? I mean, in my business, I, I've been on social media forever. I think I'm pretty well-versed at it. I'm certainly active enough on it. I understand the concept. You know, your Twitter feed goes by quickly. You get lost in the yeah. Facebook feed. But I don't see immediate paybacks in my businesses that I've got real estate and little hemp and, and radio here. I don't always see people jumping on and say, hey, I want to buy now or I want to do... It's is it? Do you find that it's, you know, you got to plant a seed and then really fertilize it and help it along? Because, you know, half the time I'm out here, I'm like, man, this is... This social media work is a lot of it's a lot of work and it's not paying me any money right now at least i don't see it but then six months eight months a year from now somebody will say well i only called you because i see you on facebook all the time well you have to remember social media is not a broadcast vehicle it's a social medium so it's about connecting with people. It's about having one-on-one conversations. That's what we've got all backwards, right? We all see it as just self-promoting broadcast. That's why we, people have started to ruin social media by blasting out their messages like they would on a radio ad. Radio ads have a specific use. That's They're, they're formatted to be 30 to 60 seconds long to promote a, a specific topic, but you are broadcasting. You are, It's one-way communication. Social media is about engaging. It's about creating a conversation. It's about learning about other people as much as they're learning about you. That's what's missing from most of what the small businesses we encounter are with social media. Yeah, but it's about being in the game. Jim, you said it. I'm going to call you out on it. I don't have time for social media. I'm, that's garbage. Social media is about being in the market. You look at some guys in Niagara... They're all over the place on social media. They're there. They show up. Guys like Dave at AOS and Scott Maskell and Alex DeGenis. I met. I mentioned him earlier. Those guys are everywhere. They go to an event. They tweet it. What you're doing is you're telling your market you're in the game. Mm. So these companies, so it's more than just being seen. I'm yeah. actually doing something. It's these companies that say we don't have time for it. Larry and I spend on average about a half hour a day. On our LinkedIn profiles, I have just short of 3,000 connections. 
My second level connection is 13 million people. Do you think I'm not going to use that as a tool to connect with my database? Now, it's all over the world, but in a half an hour a day, I'm broadcasting to potential people who see that we're actually in action. We're doing something. Now, I have a great saying. Stop quoting dead people. (laughs) Quote your own work. Develop your own content. Now, if you're a business owner and you can't say, I don't have time to create my own content, get out of business as quick as you can. Take a nice, safe job at a company where you can complain about how little you're paid. Real entrepreneurs are in the moment. They're out there and they're telling people, here's what I'm doing. Now, are you going to Facebook that I'm eating a pizza? Yeah, if you want, if that's what your market is looking for. Facebook's a different animal. But there are other tools out there that will allow you to communicate with your market in a new way. Now, like Larry said, the rules have changed. These giant behemoth companies now can be shown up by these small three-person upstarts. The playing field's level. Neil Thornton, Larry Anderson are the co-authors of What We've Learned So Far, an owner's manual for today's entrepreneurs. Guys, just on the way out, how do we get a hold of you? And more importantly, how do we buy the book? Uh, The book is available at triggerbook.ca, or you can contact either one of us. We can get you a copy as well, or visit our website at triggerstrategies.ca. Triggerstrategies.ca. My thanks to Larry Anderson and Neil Thornton. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate you, you coming in. I know you're really busy on this book tour, and you got some more media, too, coming up yeah, tonight. Nicely done. Yes. I am Jim Fannin for Kevin Jack. We're here right till 7 o'clock. More updates on the QEW mess at the Burlington Skyway when we get back. Right here on 610 CKTB. It's the Kevin Jack Show, only on the one voice for Niagara. News Talk 610 CKTV. Got something to say to KJ? Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text your opinion to 61010. Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin. My thanks to Larry Anderson and Neil Thornton. That was pretty cool frank discussion about getting your business up and running if you're looking to do something on your own. And the QEW is a freaking mess. Avoid it at all costs. Got a few texts here. Eastport is closed. Thank you. Don't get in the Nagrabound QEW. It's gridlock. And also, just Eastport closed. Using it for vehicles getting off Toronto-bound only. And on Twitter... Many people, including the OPP, are confirming that Toronto-bound QEW is closed back to the Red Hill Parkway. They're getting you off there and rerouting you. And also on Twitter, the Niagara-bound QEW at the bridge apparently is open. So if you're on that bridge, stop looking at the damage and drive your car. What is it about humans? Well, why can't we turn away from the car wreck, the train wreck? It's not Rob Ford on the side threatening to jump. Yeah, some scaffolding fell on a truck. Minor injuries. Drive your car. Humans kill me. So we're going to stay on that for you today, keep you updated. The Burlington mayor saying that it could be closed for days. 
could be closed for days. So we don't have a confirmation on that, but man, Twitter's lighting up. If you search QEW, you'll have no... And the, you, the pictures are spooky. I guess it's just scaffolding, but it actually looks like the bridge partially collapsed on the cab of this truck. It looks like another example of driving your dump truck with your box up. What, they forgot? (laughs) In a related matter, did you hear about the giraffe that they smoked going underneath an overpass? Moving it in an open container in Africa somewhere? Just like the movie Hangover, wasn't it? Zach Weirdo, the guy with the beard, you know, the real awkward guy? Yeah, he's got a pet giraffe in the trailer, drives it under an overpass, smokes it. In the movie, it happened in real life today. (laughs) These guys in Africa, I guess they haven't seen that Hangover. Beware if you're towing a giraffe of low overpasses. Sorry. Get distracted. So the dump truck looks like half, well, it looks like a significant portion of the scaffolding. It looks like even part of the bridge is on top of the cab. It reminds me of what happened in on the QEW a couple of years ago when the guy, something screwed up and his box was up when he went under the underpass or overpass. Smoke the top of the box. So again, the QEW Toronto bound is closed, and the rest of it's a parking lot. It is open coming back. Niagara traffic at the QEW is actually open, but it is slow. So I suggest, if you have another way around it, Eastport is just for the Toronto traffic. They're rerouting that. It doesn't take much to demonstrate how reliant we are on a a good system of moving all these cars around. I was complaining the other day about St. Catharines being a pain in the ass. How the traffic engineers need to get their act together. This is a small town. But when you've got something major that goes down on the QEW, i.e. a part of it that's closed, all hell breaks loose. And what's worse than being locked in traffic, especially in this heat? I'm not an air conditioning guy either. I hate that stuff in my car. 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-CKTB, pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network. 61010 is the text if you want to get in. Take your calls. And we go to the phones now. Matt Harris, how are you today? I'm stuck in traffic. Oh, you are not. I swear, I'm in Burlington right now. Whereabouts? Uh, I think I just passed Walker's Land. I don't know, I'm going about two kilometers an hour. You're in the Niagara-bound lanes? Yeah. And you have not come to the Skyway yet? No, I'm actually just getting closer to Guelph Line. So you don't, there's no more exits for you? You're done? No, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. It's a. It's going to be a long journey home. I think. Did you call Mama and tell her you're going to be a couple days late for supper? Yep. I'm going to be. Well, I was supposed to box tonight too, so I'm going to get Laura Yep's going to be chop, uh, chirping me the entire time because I didn't show up. Oh, you're so. going to spar with Laura Yep? 
Yeah, I see you no. got a, a heavyweight to spar with. Has she yeah. has she given you a bloody nose in the sparring ring yet? Like no, Andy no, Gill like, did last time. That's right. Uh-huh. Like, I, I was, he put me in emergency. You, you had to go. You had to go to emergency for that bloody nose. That's right. Well, that's I guess right. you're looking forward to getting your revenge on him this time around, then, right? Well, I was looking forward to it. Then he backed out. Oh, that's right. I forgot that. Now, who are you uh, fighting? Uh, Cressman, the paperboy. I, I mean, want uh, Cressman, the publisher of the Standard. You know what? If I knew that I could fight Cressman, I would have taken that fight. Well, if we want. <laughs> you know what we could do? We could pretend. What we could do is. I could just have you sub in right at the last minute. You know, you're coming like you're my trainer, and then you, you just all of a sudden pop right in there. Yeah, the sub me in and a gurney is about it. <laughs> so how well, long have okay, you been on the QEW I... for? Uh, I don't know. Maybe since 4? Okay. All right. So, you, yeah, that's slow moving. And that's from Sher- by, by Sherway in Mississauga, right? Okay. So, yeah, it's going to be a long haul. Plus, I have to go pee now, so that's not good when I can't get over from the... <laughs> TMI. Thanks for all that information. Counselor Matt Harris. Listen, listen, I have something more important. Okay. I was thinking I had an epiphany while I was driving stuck in traffic, and we're all talking about that challenge and stuff, and DeGenis losing lots of weight. He's sub 200 pounds now. Yeah, I saw yesterday his ugly toes on the scale. I know. Cover those things up, man. Yeah, like maybe shave those things. (laughs) (laughs) Get down to Tootsie's and get your toes waxed, Alex. That's right. But you know what I was thinking? Why don't we do like a challenge like, uh, like and raise money? So like as per like per pound or per inch you lose, people sponsor you, and then donate to the charity of your choice. So we all go on that Canada Donates dot org or whatever, and we do a challenge, and then we uh, donate the proceeds. You know what I mean? Kinda. Well, you're a bigger man than I am, brother. I give you a lot of credit for uh, your community activism and getting in the ring and getting in shape first to get in the ring. It's one thing to take a fight. It's another thing to treat it seriously and get into shape. So I'm you proud of you, I'm brother. It seriously. You know what? Alex DeGenis is an animal. He's working out twice a day. Like, he's scaring me. I've heard Greek God, never animal. But, yeah, I, I'll give him that. <laughs> so, Matt, that's it. Take I'll care. let you know once I get across the, the uh, bridge. All right, we're here till 7. Okay. So, brother, thanks. That's Councillor Matt Harris. He's up for re-election. So is Andy Gill. He's put his paperwork in to run against Matt Harris. Looking to get back in at his old seat after he came. Oh, don't need to pour salt in the wound. He didn't win in the federal election as a liberal. The Rick Dykstra conservative machine would not let that happen. Up next... We're going to go to something real light. World hunger, food, and activism. But at 6.15, Harry Chapin's daughter, Jen Chapin, is in on the phone from New York City. We're going to talk to her about her, her father's legacy, and her music that she's pumping out right here on 610 CKTB. Broadcasting live from the CKTB studios in Niagara, it's the Kevin Jack Show. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text Kevin with your thoughts and opinions at 61010. Welcome back to this beautiful day, unless you're on the QEW. You're going to be there a long time, and if you haven't headed out yet, and you haven't heard, the QEW is a mess. At the Burlington Skyway, the Toronto lanes are closed. 
Niagara lanes are trickling as as humans we stop to take a look. So it's a mess out there, and the tr- the Burlington mayor stepping up and saying this thing could be closed for days. On the text. Thanks to Matt Harris for keeping us up to date. Many thanks, Jim. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Doug. In a text message, maybe take five to Freelton. Maybe take five to Freelton through Dundas and eight to the link. Somebody gets in and says, oh, same person. It's only a 50-kilometer detour. Text. 61010 is the text message to get in. 61010. That gets right through to the booth. Again on text. Perhaps MTO needs to stop giving out truck licenses like candy. I don't know, man. I think the truck drivers are some of the best drivers on the road. I mean, there's a lot of trucks on the road. I get that those trucks exact a heavy toll on our infrastructure. But man, I think the truck drivers are what keeps it sane out there, man. You know, the guys that really drive for a living. I mean, how many times do you see a bus driver or a truck driver just misbehaving? It's the idiots driving cars all around them that make all the trouble. Chapin, good call. Thank you. So we'll keep you updated on the situation on the QEW, which does not look good, especially if you're Toronto-bound coming up to the Burlington Skyway. And it's slow coming back to Niagara as well. In the next segment, we're going to talk to Jen Chapin. Really got turned on to this girl's music over the last 24 hours. Her father was Harry Chapin. Cats in the Cradle. You know the song Taxi? Just a real cool storyteller back old school. Handsome guy. I think he died at 39 years old in a car accident. The word back then was he had a heart attack. And tried to pull over and then swerved across the road. And got T-boned by a department store truck, which the estate sued for several million dollars afterwards. Jen Chapin is doing an agri tour. She's from New York City, Long Island, originally, where she's heavily active in activism for world hunger. I mean, wasn't GMO supposed to solve world hunger? Have we not learned anything? And as usual, we give priorities to the call. Chris, thanks for calling the Kevin Jack Show. Oh, Oh, my brother. What's going on, Chris? Thanks for the vine to, you know, the Jay Moore or the Scalar Brothers of 610 CKTB during the week. I'm surprised that Phone Slap let you through. Well, you know what? I had to kind of, you know, deke him a little bit. But you know what? My question is this. I've seen the pictures of this accident, and I just want to know, how the hell did that happen? You've got a dump truck in the up position. Yeah, this Um, isn't the first time that's happened either, I don't think, eh? 
Well, you know what? Not not to the best of my recollection. I mean, I remember years ago there was a big one that uh, had the uh, the Garden City Skyway shut down for like literally almost days. Yeah, but, there was um, one a couple of years ago at Mountain Road or coming up to Mountain Road though, by White Oaks. I think some dump truck went under the uh, overpass with its box up, got wedged. Uh, you know what? It might have been when I was out of province, but um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you know what? I'm, I'm trying to figure out how exactly this happened ha- happened because. I mean, it looks like a dump truck, but it also looks like one of those dump trucks where you slide the damn thing off. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, which which makes it even weirder. Um, I, I have no idea. and I mean, I feel bad for anybody that has to drive that. I'm just happy my brother, who um, was uh, in Cleveland recently, isn't having to sit and just go absolutely insane in traffic right now because he would be losing his mind like a lot of people probably are. Chris, so you're not in it then? No, 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 no. I'm on Lake Street. Lake Street's bad enough at the best of times. <laughs> Chris, I always appreciate your to the radio station. Thank you, sir. Take it easy. Later. I'm out. I'm out. Love it. Old Rome throwback there, Krias. Thank you very much, Chris, for checking in. Up next, Jen Chapin comes in. She's live on the phone from New York City. We talk to her about her music. For Niagara Tour, she's at the Mate Cafe, August 10th, for an evening show, and I scored her for the afternoon. So she's going to come here, she's going to play at noon for us on the Jim Fannin Show, live Sundays at noon. Then she's going to go down to Mate and tear it up. Check out Jen Chapin online, some of her music's on YouTube, interesting videos. All that and more on the Kevin Jack Show. I am Jim Fannin. This is 610 CKTV. That is Jen Chapin. She's on the phone with me now. Jen, thank you very much. Oh, I dropped her. Oh, Patrick's not happy. My big fat digits hit both buttons at the same time, and Patrick's going off the rails. Sorry, Jen. We dropped her. Such oh. a great bumper. We dropped the dropped the bumper. We dropped the collar. We the host, This is why we have a system, Jim. You the, can't get that excited about your guests that your host fat fingers frazzled. will just root. Ah, you ruined it all, man. All of it. This is the kind of support I get from 610 CKTB. That's what it looks like every day, Patrick. <laughs> thank you very much. Jen will call back. Here she is now. So thank you very much for your patience. I appreciate that, Jen Chapin. Is on a Niagara tour. She's coming up. She's going to hit the East Coast as well. Very active in 
the food hunger game. Now, is she on the line? Do I got to press the button? Don't touch the button. Jen Chapin, thanks for taking the time. Sorry, I dropped you there. <laughs> That's funny because it was the moment you said she's on the phone. It was like click. Yeah, I cl- I totally clicked you off, but uh, I tried to blame it on the producer, but I can't I can't let that one fly here. So thanks for taking the time. I know you're really busy. Tell me a little bit about your music. Well, it's um, it's a little bit of folk, a little bit of jazz, a little bit of blues, a little bit of rock. I would say. Now you got a serious um, present. People hear different things. Yeah. I, I just saw a couple of your videos and some live performances. I think we were on Conan. And, man, you've got an incredible presence on stage. I guess the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad. I mean, your dad was uh, just a handsome guy that really had a, a Harry Chapin, is, for those that don't know. Uh, Jen Chapin is the daughter of Harry Chapin. Now, he had a way of telling stories with music that we don't even see anymore, but I see you're kind of following that same genre. Well, I I think we were certainly of different generations and different influences. Um, I, I'm conscious of how um, little of the folk tradition I really have delved into, and that was that was his touchstone. You know, the Weavers and Pete Seeger and um, Kingston Trio and all those kind of groups that were um, coming up when he was a kid. And meanwhile, I came up. Um, you know, walking with my little boombox playing Led Zeppelin, and then I was part of the first uh, hip-hop generation. And, you know, Rapper's Delight was coming out when I was a young teenager. So, um, and I, I'm very um, much inspired by jazz and by soul music, which I think was not so much of his of his thing. He was also, I think, reacting you know, the, the disco craze, it was a big thing to be saying, disco sucks. <laughs> like, either you were for it or against it. Whereas for me, it's like, sure, that's fine with me. I wasn't part of uh, the polarization of it. Jen Chapin um, is my guest. Now, you picked up on the activism part of being a, a rock star, too, it looks like. World Hunger, you was heavily involved with. Tell us a little bit about your local activism and how you've taken that around the world. Sure. Um, I don't know how much I've taken around and around the world per se, If uh, though I guess we all are global citizens in this connected world. But um, I definitely grew up, and both my parents were activists and, and always made connections between what was going on in our own communities to what was going on in the world, and we're on kind of a lifelong quest for learning. And... Um, and so my my parents were involved in um, in particularly the issue of hunger because it just struck them as the most ridiculous thing that to have in a uh, prosperous society. So um, there was an organization that my dad co-founded in 1975 called World Hunger Year. Um, later we changed the name to Why Hunger, but that's been the main focus for me. Um, as a board member, as a spokesperson, as somebody who gets involved in some of the blunt work of strategic planning, but then also gets to do benefits and things. And and I love the organization because it it's all about the power of the people and the grassroots, and that's what we found is the more we can invigorate, um, refuel, 
local economies, local food systems, people deciding um, what they want to grow and eat um, rather than um, profit-driven corporations creating food in laboratories that um, allows them the highest margins. Um, and so there's so much good stuff going on, and uh, it's nice to be a part of it. Jen Chapin is my guest. Now, Jen, you must have been uh, very well researched in the food department and what it takes. I mean, we're uh, a global meat-eating society for the most part. It seems that we don't support small farmers, but mainly agribusiness. You touched on that. Overpopulation has got to be a huge issue that nobody's really speaking about. We've got GM foods that figure into it. Poverty's the most you know, significant issue, I, I would think, as far as uh, starving children around the world. Um, in Africa, uh, I mean, they've got serious issues there. Most African farmers produce less than a U.S. farmer did 100 years ago. And then we've got 40% of gr- uh, grain crops are going to feed livestock and fish. I mean, all this you know, rolls up to, you know, the U.N., saying that agricultural production needs to rise by 60% to feed the extra 2 billion mouths that we're going to have by 2050. Where do you start with this, with so many issues? Well, we're not going to even scratch the surface of that, but I would I would counter um, some of the things you said, just as far as, yes, um, in the West we're meat eaters, but um, the rest of the world still treats um food, uh, uh, meat is a condiment, and I think that's something that we could all learn from. You know, meat is, is something that you have, you know, once a week or something. It's better for health, it's better for the planet, it's better for sustainability. Um, uh, as far as um, overpopulation, it's not something that's huge on my list of concerns, because as People become more prosperous as they have more uh, democracy and more control over their lives. They have fewer children, um, and that is the trajectory we're, we're, we're moving on. Um, of course, people also, they have fewer children, then they eat more meat. We have to cut down on the meat aspect. Um, there's actually been an amazing um, study, and I, I should, it's, it's got a very technical name, which is not coming to mind, but it was a 40-year study across multiple nations and agencies that came down with the verdict, very, um, you know, data science-driven, that the the hope for um, feeding the world in the future, and of course we all waste 40% of the food um, and on the production level, on the distribution level, but mostly in our own refrigerators. Um, and so there's huge opportunities there. For, for recovering um, more bounty. But my point was that the best path forward is small, sustainable, agroecological methods of farming. It's not, um, it's not um, industrial farming that has become the norm in, in, in the States um, and, and in Canada. But, um, but if you look actually at what uh, what is more harmonious with the land, with the changing climate, with people's nutrition and health, and with local economies. It's small, sustainable farms um, using organic methods. So um, the, the, we, we have this, you know, sort of factory farming system, which um, on, by some measures seems very efficient. 
but it's um, the the cost uh, as far as um, carbon footprint, as far as waste, as far as taking economic power out of communities um, and uh, pollution uh, in the air and the soil and the water um, are, are massive. So um, we, we pretty much know where the answers are, and, and they're, they're existing on the grassroots, and they're the wisdom that people have developed over millennia, but in too many cases has been sort of robbed from them by a, you know, colonial, post-colonial corporate system. So um, I, I'm full of hope that, that uh, there's a real food movement going on right now. Um, it's, it's an honor that my music can contribute to the democratic dialogue. You know, for me, it's very um, meaningful. And, and among the shows that we're doing, we haven't talked about the purpose for this interview, which is that my trio is coming up. Um, we're based here in Brooklyn, New York, but we're coming up to play um, five shows around Niagara region and Ontario. And we're actually doing a benefit on um, Monday, August 11th at Hughes Room in Toronto. And it's for um, a local organization called Kids Right to Know that was founded by a local activist who's, I think, just now 15 years of age. And it's about kids' right to know, everyone's right to know about what is in their food and the, um, the campaign for uh, GMO labeling. So that's one show um, on August 10th playing at, um, at Mate's Lounge right in St. Catharines. I'm sort of going backwards in time. On the 9th playing at Murphy's Restaurant. On the 8th playing Sessions on the River. Um, in Fort Erie. Nice. So, um, yeah, we're excited to, to be able to, like, be in a place and connect with people and play some music and exchange some ideas. And... Jen Chapin is my guest. Jen, we'll get back to you after this segment. We're going to hold you over to talk a little bit about the decentralization of the food systems. And I want to know what Go Away is all about. This is Feed Your Baby. Jen Chapin's on the phone with me. More after this on the Kevin Jack Show. I'm Jim Fannin on 610 CKTV. Jen Chapin, she's on the phone with me live, doing a swing through Niagara and then up the east coast of Canada. She's calling right now. 
Here I am. Hey, thanks. <laughs> thanks for getting in. You got some fans out there. The text board's lighting up a little bit here. Love oh, her. so cool. It says uh, in a text message here from a texter, love her speaking voice, too. And then someone <laughs> says, quote, post-colonial corporate system. Amazing. Thanks again. So you got your fans even in Niagara. That's funny because I was feeling self-conscious when I said that. I felt kind of, uh, I don't know what the word out of, is. Out of your element, maybe? <laughs> not, not really. No. <laughs> I mean, it's, you ask me what my music is like and I can give a description, but right. really you just have to play music. But when it comes to these issues and making the connections, um, I could go on and on. Now, I really enjoyed Go Away. What's the meaning behind that song, if you can let our listeners in well, on that? Well, it's, it's funny because my, my husband always encourages me um, not, and my husband is my bassist, and you're Yeah, but do you know you him, sell more and records? And you him on those recordings, but um, he always says, don't don't give it away, don't explain it, and oh. you know, that's more in, in the context. Well, you tell your show. husband that you'll sell more records if we think you're single. How's that sound? <laughs> Well, he he uh, he's also not not needing me to. Uh, I, I don't I don't uh, introduce him as such. Okay. And I would also have to come up with a title for my guitar player, right? Um, who is uh, a great friend, but not my spouse. But um, the song was written when my uh, older son, who's now almost nine. And he's going to be on tour with us as well, he and his little brother. Wow. But um, it was written when he was three and a half, and that kind of says it all. Um, it's a, a, a song about, um, it's really the privilege that too many of us don't have, but I've been fortunate as a freelance musician to have, of spending sometimes too much time with our children. And when they're toddlers, they might throw tantrums, and that might make... Um, new parents to throw tantrums. <laughs> so that's what this song is about. But I, um, I actually online, there's an essay that I wrote about it because my sister, uh, as one person said, how does Stefan, Stefan being my husband, how does he feel about that you wrote that song about him? So <laughs> people here are people who know me hear it in different ways. But, um, yeah. it's a, it's a family song. It's a parenting song. Okay, now am I wrong in assuming that you're in the video playing your guitar on an unmade bed with laundry all over it? That is, yep, that was my genius idea <laughs> for glamorous video production. And uh, and my, my kids were um, enlisted to uh, throw stuffed animals at me. Right. Great video. Now, Feed Your Baby, that works right into your activism as well, I take it? Yeah, yeah, that's, um, it, it's, it's sort of the, the motherhood and the activism meeting because, um, I've certainly, as mentioned, have, uh, engaged with issues of hunger and, and food justice really my whole life. But being a mother and, you know, starting from when you're pregnant and you have this new consciousness of what you're putting into your body. And then, um, you know, and then trying to get your kids to eat in the face of all the advertisements and marketing and, and all the, the food products that they're constantly being garaged with, um, as well as just the, you know, in, in this country, 
um, and uh, less so in yours, blessedly, but you're, you're trying to catch up with us on the <laughs> poverty front. Um, but, uh, you know, there are 49 million Americans who um, are what they term food insecure, and that doesn't mean you're starving. It means that you might be skipping meals so that you can give something um, sustain, uh, sustaining to your child. Um, it means that uh, you're, you're skimping off on nutrition. Um, you might be just getting the cheapest calories, um, cheap in, in price, cheap in nutritional value, um, because, uh, you know, real food is often more expensive, expensive and takes more time. So that's what the song's about, all the, all the ways that it, all the challenges Jen, uh, we face. Jen Chapin is my guest. She's doing a tour through Niagara. She'll be playing the Mate Cafe Sunday, August 10th, and we'll get her first here at noon in the studio to play live for us. Uh, Jen, just on the way out, tell us a little bit about your father's music's uh, the the influence of your father's obviously your father had a huge influence on you growing up his influence but tell me about the the influence of his music on your music is there any correlation there maybe I'm reading too much into it no no I think the biggest correlation is and is just a, an interest in honesty and authenticity and and being available you know sometimes I feel guilty, like I should have more of a sort of artistic persona that's more mysterious and aloof, and um, I should come up with some some uh, alluring one-name name <laughs> instead of just my regular name. But uh, when it comes down to it, this is who I am, and this is who I was raised to be, and, and um, you know, people say about my dad that um, he could be playing in a, to a crowd of 5,000, but yet it felt like a living room. And uh, I don't typically play to a crowd of 5,000, but um, I, I still kind of strive for and uh, I think achieve that sort of intimacy. And, and that's, you know, that's what I'm interested in, yeah, it's in some... just being real. You can, what, I mean, I'm 45 years old. I don't know how old exactly you are, but when I was growing up, you couldn't close. get a, you couldn't, yeah, you couldn't get away from your father's songs. I mean, hits like Cats in the Cradles, we all know, um, Taxi, some, some great songs. Now, I know you, you, you don't have a problem being associated with your father in, in name or a comparison in music, but has it helped you or hurt you in the music business at all? Well, I can't really tell because it's the only reality I've had, but, I think I think it's kind of um, you know there there are a lot of us second generation people um, you know in politics too um, right. a lot of people whose dads were doctors or moms were professors and they follow along um, so it's it's the only reality I've known I've only been one person's daughter yep. and um, I I certainly I. I it's it's possible. It's not likely that 
you wouldn't have initiated so eagerly to fit me into the show if you didn't have. Oh, that was totally on Chris from Mate. My dad. No, that's Chris yeah. from Mate. He knows talent when he sees it, and he knows that I've got a great appreciation for it. So when he says go, I just make the call. So it's, it's oh, a bonus that nice. your dad was well known. But uh, you know, once I saw a couple of your videos, I just fell in love with your music, and I got Thank a wide you. range as well. So I'm really looking forward to seeing you at Mate and get you in the booth here at 610 CKTB. And just on the way out, uh, just a way for people to get a hold of you or buy your music. Oh, I'm very available um, on iTunes. Um, my website is jenchapin.com, and I have a store there where people can purchase downloads or um, stream the songs, has links to the videos. I'm all over YouTube. Amazon.com carries my albums. Um, so, and, and, you know, I'm very reachable. There's an email link right on my website. So, um, that's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm right there. So anybody listening, please get in touch and let me know if we're going to see you. Um, you can, on my, my concert listings, my schedule is there on my website as well. Also, um, Facebook, Jen Chapin Music, and Twitter, the same, Jen Chapin Music. So, People can stay up to date those ways, and it's part of the deal that I uh, I try and stay stay in touch online. So part of the job description these days. Jen, I really appreciate the time. Thanks for coming in. We look forward to seeing you when you make your trek through Niagara. Thank you uh, very much. Pleasure. All right, we'll talk soon. Bye bye. I am Jim Fannin. One more segment to go, and then we're out for the night. Covering for KJ, time 645, this is 610 CKTB. Jack Show, only on the one voice for Niagara, News Talk 610 CKTV. Got something to say to KJ? Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text your opinion to 61010. Jim Fannin filling in today. Last segment, we're out at 7 o'clock. If you're on the QW, God bless you. If you're not, do not hazard your chances on the way down to Toronto tonight. Don't bother. Pack it in. Burlington Skyway, Toronto-bound lanes is closed completely. They're rerouting traffic, and it's a mess both ways. Niagara-bound traffic coming back. Thank you, Matt Harris, for checking in. He called us at the beginning of the show almost an hour ago, and he's gone exactly 200 meters. He's finally hitting the base of the Burlington Skyway now, and apparently it's open, but our human tendency is to rubberneck and see what the hell's going on. Everyone loves a train wreck. 
That's why we love Rob Ford so much. You think Rob Ford was on the bridge. Even he wouldn't attract that type of attention. So as we slow down, I say we as the collective we, to get a look at what's going on on the other side of the bridge, it's a mess. So make other arrangements if you're planning on heading the Burlington Way or you're coming back from Toronto. You're going to find another route because it's closed down, and it might be closed down for days, according to the Burlington mayor. Could be closed for days. There's no shortage of information on Twitter. Last guy just says messed up, period. The pictures are pretty spooky, too. Looks like a lot of damage. Looks like a dump truck. I don't know. Lifted its box or drove into the scaffolding or bridge or both with the box up. And on the text message, most truckers are great drivers. If you got it, a truck brought it. It's a good take. It was bound to happen. Metal I-beam scaffolding is way, way too low, says the texter. Not sure what to make of this. Not talking plus in another place equals pleading the fifth. Dimension. What the hell's that? Nine zero five six eight eight two five eight two. If you have an update for us, and you're on the QEW, you're close to the Burlington Skyway, you can give us an update. Well, we know what the update is. It's packed. It's gridlock. It is a parking lot. My thanks to Jennifer, Jen, Chapin, daughter of Harry Chapin, cats in the cradle. I just listened to Taxi again for the first time in a long time. What a great tune. You know, when he takes a fare, he looks in the back seat, he sees a vaguely familiar face. She checks out his license name tag and says, Hey, Harry, how you been? Not bad. It's been way too long. An ex-lover is in the back seat. And then the bottom line is he drops her off and she says, Hey, let's get together. And he knows he's not getting together with her. It's it's gone. It's long past. So and then took a a black hole timeout on YouTube. You know when you start cruising the YouTube videos and one leads to another, leads to another. Next thing you know, it's six in the morning. And you're like, oh, I got to get up for work in an hour. What happened? I got strung out on YouTube. I'm all YouTubed out or up. Patrick's feeling feeling what I'm saying. Oh, what? man, I've, I've got so much stuff in my watch later from doing that. I never clicked watch later. What's that for? It puts it in a queue? It, it's exactly that. It's like, oh, man, this this one-hour video, I don't have time for this. Just click the oh, watch God. later. You can add it to your watch later queue, and then you know, after weeks of doing that, your watch later queue will look like a season of uh, some Netflix show. It's great. Oh, it's wow, a great, it's so a great it's just like putting wasting. it in a filing cabinet. That's exactly it. I will never click that, then. Perfect. My thanks to Larry Anderson and Neil Thornton. We had to rearrange all the furniture to get these guys in. They are so huge. I don't mean physically. I mean, their personalities are big enough that we had to renovate the studio. I hope to get my act back together before Tim Dennis has to come in tomorrow. Last day before the long weekend, Rip Fest this weekend. Time to get dirty.
Love Rib Fest. Rotary Rib Fest is down at Montebello Park. And how about the Craft Beer Fest? This one snuck up on me. I had no idea. Craft Beer Fest goes August uh, 18th to 22nd. It's in Montebello Park. And check this. Friday night, the headliners are Ubiquitous Synergy Seeker. USS. Ash Boo Schultz, friend of My Son the Hurricane, actually did a song with the boys from My Son the Hurricane. Pigeon Park, it's called. And Human Kebab, not the Human Kebab, just Human Kebab. He scratches the wax, Kebab jumps around on stage, scratches and mixes wax, while Ash Boo belts it out and plays guitar. If you've never seen USS, you got to check these guys out. It's a two-man show. Oh, now, three-man show. they got a drummer now. Forgot. They will be in the park Friday for the Craft Beer Fest weekend. And, oh, the Trues, that's it. The Trues are headlining Saturday night. That's true bad. Who cares? USS is in the house. Trues. Trues are a good band. They come up through 97.7 Rock Search, I think. Oh, we didn't get Cats in the Cradle. Patrick. I got some Julius Pizza left over in the fridge. I'm going to hit on the way out of here. Patrick Smolarik is running the board and forgetting my bumpers. I am dropping the calls. Fat digits rule. I will see you Monday morning at 9 o'clock. I'm going 9 to 1 for Tommy. Yeah, your holiday Monday. You're stuck with the fourth line scrub. I'm Jim Fannin for Kevin Jack, right here on 610 CKTB. You got the-